Hello everyone, welcome to Vention, where people find passions and passions find people. Today's episode is episode number 17 with Seth Baxter, a uh, friend and classmate who also has created history in the octagon. So, without further ado... Alright, touch gloves! Alright, let's go to war! What's the worst injury that you've gotten? Uh, dude, uh, I, the worst injury, I just got kicked in the face. That's it? Uh, yeah, I've, I've never, I've never, well, in my You're life. You're a lucky just man. Just in my, in my life, just worst injury in my life ever. Sure. Uh, worst injury is probably after, probably after like a dirt bike crash. Ah, Something still never broke a bone or anything, but I got my I've got my hands just tore up with gravel. You're a lucky man. Things like that. Yeah, yeah. Being in. Um, so what do you train in? Uh, mainly kickboxing and Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Ah, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, what's the belt? Uh, for how do you how do you do belts in uh, kickboxing? Um, or do you not do belts? I can't remember. Uh, I, I have not got tested or anything. I don't know if there's actually, I, I don't know if there's a belt system for kickboxing. I've never. There is for I've, Muay Thai. There is for Muay Thai. There is for most, uh, martial arts. Yeah. Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, yeah. Um, karate, taekwondo, mm-hmm. judo. There, there's belts for. Yeah. Almost everything. Um, I. But boxing, kickboxing, you're either good or bad. <laughs> I, I I think that's how it goes. Honestly, yeah. I mean, um, even with just the black belt system, honestly, unless you're unless you're jujitsu, yeah. Honestly, I'm, it feels like almost anybody can get a black belt in anything. What do you mean about jujitsu? Like, I feel like jujitsu is probably. I think it's the hardest one. Like, actually, if you were to look at them, it's actually the hardest one to actually rank up in yeah. the belt system. And belts are uh, limited. There's only five. Right, right. So it takes you. It takes the average person like five plus years. Yeah. I mean, I think that's actually even if you're going extra. Yeah, my coach. Like, uh, my coach is a still brown belt. Uh, he he's mentioned that he's uh, potentially getting his black belt like very soon. But uh, yeah. he also had like brain surgery, and so he was out for like a while. But like he's a brown belt, and I think he was he's going on. 10, 13 years. Yeah. And I'm saying like, so I'm not even the average person for five years. It's probably, yeah. the average person is probably like. But but for him, like he hasn't been training under an instructor that entire time. When you're under an instructor that entire time, like um, I think uh, I've heard like eight years, some people 10 years, some yeah. people, um, uh, one of my other friends um, who's a bodybuilder, he, uh, one of the guys that works out with him, um, he's getting his in like three years, but literally like I, I even heard Joe Rogan talk about it. He literally like in order to do that, you have to like live at the gym. Like he is like nonstop at, um, jujitsu, like literally morning and afternoon. Like he goes there twice a day or something like that. And he even teaches classes now, but he's like, he's literally like a, 
I, I think he's like 21 or something like that. And it's like three years to get it black. Like that's Scary insane. Guy. That I, I mean, granted the dude's like ripped and stuff, but I mean, even still, then, like you don't, you don't, you don't have ripped. to, but man, that's, that but is like, a that's scary. A, will. I'm saying as much as intimidation wise that if, if you can show me somebody that got a black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu in three years, either like they're one of the most terrifying people alive or, or they're lying. Yeah. It literally, um, that's scary. And also, like, <laughs> it's funny because of different gyms. Like, yeah. I, I've also heard, like, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm super happy with the way that our gym does it. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's strictly um, skill-based and, like, what you're learning. And they want to know for a fact that you're actually learning stuff. Because I know that there are some gyms that literally have you... Cl- clock in your hours and when you ha- hit a certain amount of hours then you get your then you get your next stripe right and that's how i feel a lot of um a lot of martial arts do it so like clock yeah so ew if, <laughs> so like for example the karate school that i went to when i was younger mm-hmm. um we had one kid that was there that was he's probably about as old as i was like talking about like eighth grade here yeah okay and he was already like a purple belt which is just below um i think he was going on brown mm-hmm. belt or something was right below black but it's like he got that because they'd been there for so long yeah yeah it wasn't necessarily like i was watching him do stuff it wasn't um it was not clean oh there, yeah, yeah, yeah it was not to the level of that yeah belt where it should have been yeah exactly <laughs> but it's like but again he got it because he was there for so long, yeah. and they're like, "Oh, you you earned this." That's that's so common, I believe, for for youth, yeah. for youth martial arts, because it's basically the parents. It's appeasing the parents, right? Um, so basically, like they're going to as long as they see their kid upgrading, mm-hmm. they're gonna they're gonna pay whatever it takes just to see their kids superior to other kids. That's what I think is hilarious. But when it comes yeah. to like an adult factor, um, oh. like <laughs> like if you're bad. You just got to really practice, and it doesn't really matter how yeah. much time it takes. Like, granted, there's a there's a difference between grit and talent. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, like, some people should just be able to just grind it out and just be able to, to, to learn the slow route. Right. But, um, like, there's a guy uh, at our gym, uh, Mackie, and he's a big dude. Um, uh, he just went into a competition, a white belt competition, um, because he's a four stripe white belt, right? Um, and he he joined the three hundred plus pound um, comp, uh, bracket, yeah. And forty forty years old plus. Uh, so granted, it's a it's a limited amount of people. Very limited amount of people. Very limited and white belt, so it's a very limited amount of people. And he's a um, he's a college wrestler. He was a college wrestler. Gotcha. Um. And so, uh, but what I think is super admirable is that he went into jiu-jitsu saying, I want to learn Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I don't want right. to rely on wrestling moves. Um, but him and the coach both know for a fact that he's like, in competition. Use what you got. Use what you got. Yeah. Um, and, and so literally he, 
he he's grinded down his wrestling moves to the T. Like absolutely like he he you can tell he's really good at wrestling. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that you throw the, in a bunch of Brazilian moves, you're like, okay, this guy's this guy's this guy's good. But he was still in the white belt competition. Some places you would go in and oh, um, because you're so good at wrestling and because you can crush these guys using your body weight, I would assume some some gyms would just go, oh, here's a uh, honorable blue belt or here's an even higher than that. Like, yeah, I, I feel like some people would do that or fast track them. Yeah. But it, I think it was like super cool that they were that, that he took the slow route and they literally were like, no, you're going to you're going to sit here and wait. And like yeah. the, the biggest thing and uh, that I have a jujitsu uh, uh, group chat with a bunch of the guys there because that's just the easiest way to communicate. And <laughs> our coach sent in a thing and he uh, it was a meme for uh, COVID. And he said, uh, I think I know how to beat COVID. And it shows the, the COVID emblem with a blue belt on it. Because the joke is that most blue belts drop out. Or, or when people drop out, it's typically at blue belt. Because right. it takes so long to reach that next level. Yeah. And it takes so long to reach that next level. And the moment that you real like and you're striving as a white belt and you're like, hey, I'm a beginner. I'm gonna keep grinding it out. I'm gonna do good, do good. And then the moment that they get the second belt, mm-hmm. they're literally like, Oh, I've accomplished so much in my life. I'm a blue belt. Right. And then they can just they can just quit. And some people, like, after they get their blue, they've been in there for maybe four years. Yeah. Or something. Like, just depending on how often they're yeah. doing it, what gym they're going to. Yeah. I mean, the the gym that I go to um, right now is uh, the MMA lab. Mm-hmm. And they do not promote you in rank unless you're in the gi class. Yeah. So I practice no gi jujitsu, uh-huh. which is like I'm in a rash guard shorts. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, and we d- we just go. Yeah. Or even t-shirt, whatever. But you don't get promoted mm-hmm. unless you're in the gi class. Yeah. And the jujitsu school at home back in Washington, like you're not even allowed in the gym at all unless you have gi on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and I think they just closed down because of COVID. Hmm. So it's like. It's kind of if you're not practicing in the gi, you're not yeah, really yeah. ranking up in most places. Yeah, um, I would probably say I'm at a blue belt at this point, hmm. but technically you're still at a white belt. Yes, because I haven't been tested. How long? How long have you been in it? This is going on three years. Three years for uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, and yeah. how long for kickboxing? Three years. So I, I started them both together. Um, the school had a club going on before it was actually a club sport it was just a group of people gcu up. yeah ah um, so that's how you got started into it yeah so i didn't get started until the first semester of sophomore year hmm. um and then so i heard about this group of people that were just practicing like kickboxing and stuff i'm like that sounds awesome like <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna find that group and they're over here like in the dance room in the rec center <laughs> and stuff and so I go in there, and they're like, "Yeah, well, it's we're paying fifty bucks a semester for the club." Fifty bucks. Yeah, they're like, "That's cheap." Yeah, considering and so like, gyms and stuff. I know. And so I was like, "I'm like, I can pay, I can pay fifty bucks, or whatever." And they had like, they had like the puzzle piece, like black, like foam pads. Oh yeah, or yeah whatever. Yeah. Just like, 
they they had this like a little section. Yeah, of yeah, that, yeah. Whatever. So like, so I got in there, and we like started going and stuff. And I had only done like, I had only done like a little bit of karate, before that. My uh-huh. dad, my dad is a third degree black belt in taekwondo, ah, and stuff. So like, I I got like little bits, yeah, here yeah, yeah. and there, but like, no like real, no like real formal training from him, mm-hmm. and stuff. But I jumped in there. I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> you just you just nat you just naturally liked it. Yeah, it was so much fun. And I'm like, I'm like, wow, like this is an awesome workout, and like I'm just learning how to bite people. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, like, uh, what was your totally. first experience? I mean, uh, cause like, um, yeah, I I was never the the instigator for fights or anything. Um, and then I was just like. I started doing it or I actually was, I actually just wanted a discipline because yeah. originally, um, even though I didn't necessarily love it, I, I learned to really like cross country in, mm-hmm. uh, in high school. Um, and I, cause I was doing it with a few friends and it was training me for, it was conditioning me for soccer. So I was just like, Hey, I'll, I'll just do it. And I didn't necessarily love it, but I learned to love it. And I just love the fact that there was a discipline like of where you just kept coming and you got better the more you came. Right. And so I just loved that mentality. And then coming to, to college, I knew that I kind of wanted to take a break for one year. And then um, going into like sophomore year, I was like, because uh, I've never really worked out. And yeah. I was just like, because I was always doing sports. So I was like, hey, I, I, I love sports and I love all this stuff. And so I was like, I had always wanted to do, to do like a martial arts or something like that. And I think it would be so much fun just to try something. So I, I was looking around trying to figure out like what I really like enjoyed or what I wanted. And that's when I realized that every place had like two, two days for free. Yeah. And um, pretty much every gym out there has like two days for free. So you could even just go show up and just learn two days worth of things. And I was debating like going for like two weeks straight of just going to different gym, gyms and just trying stuff out. But um, I started off. I tried to Krav Maga, mm-hmm. and then immediately knew that I that that wasn't for Dude, me. Krav people are different. Yeah, that's a different breed. How like, so? Because their whole goal is to kill you. Oh, I know. <laughs> like, like this. They said the moment that you try competing, about the moment that you're competitive in Krav Maga, it's no longer Krav Maga because they literally say it's like extreme ultimate brutality. Right. So they're like, so the moment that you actually compete, that means that there has to be reg- like right. restrictions. And the moment that there's restrictions, you can't do anything. Yeah, there are like, absolutely no rules in Krav Maga. Yeah, it's literally every other shot is a, t- is a cheap shot. Right. Actually, there, it's basically every the, shot is a cheap shot. Right. One of one of the higher members of, our, of the club right now is mm-hmm. like, that's what she has done. No. She's done, she's done Krav Maga. And stuff and it's like you don't want to you don't want to know how to do things and stuff but we're like hey <laughs> um, we can't do that right now get your, get <laughs> like, your fingernails away from my eyeballs like when we're talking about self-defense like boom that's it if, yeah. you, if you're in the street if you're if you're a lady walking home alone yeah. krav maga that's yeah. the way to do it throw in some jujitsu on there if it goes at the yeah. ground choke them out yeah awesome but what <laughs> but when we're practicing we wear cups for a reason yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's for people exactly. that do Krav Maga, and it's just locked into their mindset. <laughs> like, yeah, I will and do what they're literally like. It takes. Dodge, weave, bop, 
You're like, yeah. Ah. No, it's terrifying. And then you get like, and you get somebody that's really good at that. And then it feels like they're almost on the street looking for it at that point. Yeah. Like, and so I like, so I was doing a bunch of research to see if, 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 it, if I should even like show up and see if like I should do like the training day. Yeah. Um, and I looked it up and it's, um, it's a training course. It's a two week training course for Israeli sh- soldiers. Oh, right. That's what they train in. Yeah. Because that's... Krav Maga. It's so brutal. It, it's just extreme ultimate brutality. Yeah. And so I I look at that and I'm like, that is super cool. And it's very admirable for like the way that they're doing it. Right. Because you're training... For war. Super buff dudes <laughs> for war. who And these big guys who are Israeli fighters who are learning this stuff, they know how to take a hit. Right. They know how to distribute hits. And, like, they know how to do all the, like, the ABCs of fighting. So that the fact that you add these things, it's, like, the fact that you're, like, opening these options for them is, like, ultimate brutality. And so that's why I always thought it was kind of funny when, like, they're training people who are not allowed to hit each other. And you're, like, okay, well, I understand that. But um, I think Mike Tyson is quoted for saying, um, everybody has a plan until you get fun." punched in the face exactly and it's like the whole thing with about Krav Maga it's like you're so restricted to very specific movements like the person has to be standing there this right. way and their 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 hands have to be here like like and, and, and they have to stay there right. like and that's how they train and that's how I feel like a lot of people train with just traditional martial arts yeah in general yeah which it's not like I'm not bashing on any traditional martial arts because oh, yeah. I think like just that people are still doing it is awesome. Yeah. And that they're just keeping tradition alive and exactly. learning the discipline. Yeah. Like the you discipline. Know, yeah, that's... Right. You're learning how to control your body that specific way in that speed, that movement. Yeah. And like that's awesome. But I feel like a lot of people, especially people that are like, oh, you know, I'm a black belt in karate. Yeah. Like, okay. Like, okay, if you stand there, but it doesn't. And like, let's mean... say you put your foot there, then I would do this. Yeah, exactly. It's like, no, you need to know what they're doing, like, before before they do it. Yeah. Like, you need to be able to have that little predictive instinct yeah. in there. And it's it's different because it's like you get people that have never sparred in their life. Yeah. They've never rolled or whatever. Yeah. Like, besides, like, with just the people with them when they're just running through that one little drill. Yeah, exactly. Stuff, Drilling. So they've never been hit. Yeah. I think, like, you've never conditioned your, your body to take a hit. Yeah. Or, like, you've never conditioned your body to like go a full five rounds with somebody. Yeah. Like if you haven't done that, you're not a fighter. Yeah. You might have the discipline of a martial artist, but you don't you don't necessarily still know what you're doing. Yeah. And like that's the funniest thing about Krav Maga is like great. Learn it. Understand the principles of it and stuff like that. But don't necessarily expect you to go out and pick a fight. Right. And so that's where it's kind of just like, eh, like maybe that's not the greatest thing to do. And like, like what you were saying, like what I typically saw, and that's also kind of what was like a deterrent for me, uh, was the fact that, uh, the people that would take most benefit from this is, uh, women and like older guys, older men who, right. who look more quote unquote vulnerable, I guess. Uh, and so it's like, um, so this is literally like the back alley street and right. a dude runs at you with a knife and you're like, boom, boom, boom. 
okay, bash the face into the ground, curb right. stomp them, and, ble- and run type and, of thing. And it's like basically whatever will leave them like writhing in pain, writhing in pain, like is what you do and then you run type right. of thing. Like that's that's Krav Maga at, at its essence. And unless you're unless you are physically carrying a gun, yeah, like that that's probably your best. Just knowing martial arts in general yeah. is probably your best way of defending yourself. Yeah. Like even just boxing, whatever. Yeah. Like unless you can just run way faster than them. Yeah. Like <laughs> three, two, one. Ah. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's your only chance of getting away, really. Even then, they're chucking stuff at you, shooting yeah. at you. Yeah. It's man, if somebody has a gun, just give them your wallet. Yeah, Not you even know. worth it. Like most no, people won't pull the trigger. But that's the thing. Like, like <laughs> if. Like there are some martial arts um, where, like, if you if you give them a wrong mentality, um, guy's gonna sh- point a gun at them and they're gonna suddenly put on a cape. Right. Like, oh, this isn't the right time, buddy. And some people are that skilled. Some people can. Do some that. people can, but but those people that can, they know it. Right. To a um, practiced, like, actual physical, real life level. Right, and they when, don't they don't usually get themselves in those situations no, anyway. No, and it's like these people also like like I that's what I think is so cool about UFC and MMA and stuff like that is because not only is it all these things combined, but you really know how to take a punch, like you really yeah. know how to get out of a choke. Like like what's mo- what's way more important than putting somebody into a submission is how to get out of it. Exactly. Um, and like literally that's that's what they tell you as a white belt. It's like it, basically as a white belt, all you're doing is trying to survive. Right. Like everything else is like second. Like like everything else doesn't matter. And like that's what and it's such cool like like there are so many like applicable things to like right. what uh jujitsu and all these things do. Like literally they say uh uh, uh in a rear naked chokehold, like the moment that somebody's arm goes across your neck, two hands on their arm. And right. it's like, it doesn't matter what's going on. It doesn't matter who's doing what. You have to, both hands, it's first priority. Like, there's, like, nothing else matters. Like, it doesn't matter what they're doing with their legs, their feet, their head, nothing. Like, you just grab it, and then you worry about that, everything else later. Yeah. It's an unfortunate rule, but it's true. Yeah. <laughs> and, and And it's like, People that have practiced that and understand the basics and defensive and being able to take a hit and right. stuff like that. Like, that's uh, th- that I think is like super cool uh, to me and stuff like that. And, th- and that's like the whole thing with like Mayweather versus McGregor. Like, oh. even though McGregor lasted like 10 rounds, ever, 10 or rounds yeah. um, they said, uh, Joe Rogan said, uh, if Mayweather fought McGregor in a UFC fight, it would last three seconds. He said it would take a leg kick because they're not conditioned um, for legs. Because they're they've never felt pain in their legs in their life, basically. Yeah. And so basically, it take one leg kick, um, and like what we were talking to Jack about, like, um, with Muay Thai and stuff like that, they they kick each other in their shins and they don't feel it. Right. Like like they've killed off all their nerves in their shins. So like basically, it takes like one shin kick and then elbows, mm-hmm. like elbows to the face, and it's like basically. Three seconds. Yeah. And it's just like, you don't want to... Uh, my coach put it the best way. He's like, um, when you learn stuff like uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and stuff, because he's a cop, mm-hmm. um, and a bunch of the guys are cops and stuff like that. Um, and I think that's super cool. 
because uh, they 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 learned it like to the best right. and they know exactly everything. So you don't have those questionable situations of like, oh, is he choking? Is this that? But in reality, they know like what to do and how to handle it. Right. Um, and he put it the best way, like right when I started coming uh, and he was still like testing to see if I would come back type of thing. Um, he said that when you when you train and like stuff like this, you don't have a an arrogance, but you have a confidence. Right. Like he said, uh, it, it brings him confidence knowing that he knows, like being a, a brown belt and like a very skilled brown belt. He's like, um, uh, I know, he's like, I no longer am, am afraid of a situation. He's like, I know how, he's like, I determine how a situation is going to end. Right. So he's like, I no longer walk into a place being like, oh, I don't want to fight that guy. I don't want to like uh, fight that guy. He's like, uh, he's like, I know how it's going to end. And I can, uh, and he can up exploit it, but and it, and that's so cool, just having that confidence, but not an arrogance. And so right. those people that do have kind of like a chip on their shoulder, those are the people that you kind of don't want to spar against. Well, and usually, those people end up either getting weeded out or they, yeah, get put in their place pretty quick. Oh yeah, because I mean, it's the most humbling thing in the everybody world. starts out as a white belt. Oh yeah, everyone. It's everyone. like you get somebody. You get somebody in there that's like, I'm coming in here and I'm going to learn how to kill somebody. Yeah. Like, no, that person's going to get choked out quicker than anybody else. Yeah. Because, first of all, they're in there with the sole intent with just blood on their mind. Yeah. Nobody thinks well when they have blood on their yeah. mind. <laughs> it's just, it doesn't work well. A black belt's just a white belt that never gave up. Exactly. So, like, they've been, like, if you're at that level, you've been through everything that somebody could... You've been you choked in. millions of times. Yeah, you've you've been put in every leg lock, arm bar, whatever, twister. Like, you've been put in every... Hundreds, if not thousands of times. Right. And, so, and, and you've mastered it all. Yeah. If, if you're at that rink, I hope you've mastered it all. Yeah. And, and stuff. So, like, yeah, you get... Yeah, you get to the level where it's... You walk in somewhere, and you're not worried about it. Yeah. If somebody wanted to pick a fight with you, that's their funeral. Yeah, that's yeah. That's not... That's not your problem. Yeah. As long as you're not the one starting it, you're good. Yeah. And and like what what I mentioned to Jack, like while you were here, um, uh, like the three things to stay away from, uh, if they have cauliflower ears, yep. means they they're grappler or wrestler. Uh, if they have uh rubbed knuckles, so their knuckles are like bare, that means that uh, they like pull on the gi mm -hmm. for jujitsu, and um and so like they rub it off, and then if they have scars on their eyebrows. That means that they're into Muay Thai and they've like potentially broken yeah. their face a few times. And so like those three things. And so one of my friends, he was like, he's like, um, it's it like it's so humbling. Like he's a purple belt and he's like, it, it right. it's like the most humbling thing out there. And he's like, but when you know how good you are, you should hold yourself to that. So he's like, so I've been into competitions where like uh, you see this guy is supposed to be beaten by this guy. He just gets steamrolled type of things. Um, and then it's like sometimes it's luck. Like sometimes there's like a happenstance. They, they put you into that certain position where it's like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just like <laughs> and you you weren't expecting it type of thing. Yeah. But he's like, but he's like, but the confidence that he has and he like he leans in close and he's like and he's all quiet and he stuff. But he's like, but if anything were to go down, he's like, I know I could handle the situation. Right. And he's like. And then jokingly, he was like, unless they have one of those three things. And he's like, <laughs> well, 
And then I was like, but if they have all three of those things, he's like, then you better run. Yeah. I, I tell people in the club this all the time. It's like, you never know what somebody else knows. Yeah. Like, I don't have cauliflower here. Yeah. And stuff. I'm not a wrestler, but I like, I know my way around. Yeah. If you're on the street and you've never done jujitsu, whatever, unless you just have a massive size advantage against yeah. me, like, I'm probably going to choke you out. Yeah. Like, if, if it came to that. But it's like... But you wouldn't necessarily know that, yeah. From looking at, yeah, and stuff. So it's just like, but like I might not have ever known that you've ever touched a mat in your life. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, like look at both of us. Like, we're, yeah, you've, if we're, you have no idea what somebody else is doing. You don't know what they're carrying in their pocket. You yeah, have no idea. <laughs> we're, neither of us are like super buff, and we're both yeah. wearing glasses and just hoodies, and it's just like, hey, what's up? Right, like, you, can't, college you can't ever judge a book by its cover, no. especially when it comes to like picking fights. Yeah, and and like uh, my coach, he like, I think it was like a trailer home, mm-hmm. uh, but he went in, in and um, the dude had supposedly watched like a ton of UFC, mm-hmm. but he saw him and. Like, he was all jittery and, like, kind of, like, in the motion of, like, a UFC stance type of thing. And he was, like, yes, more than likely he would, like, my coach would be able to take him out. But he's, like, but you never know. Like, for some reason, he could have, even if he never trained, he could have seen that move a hundred times on a UFC film. And he did it to his pillow, like, 500 right. times, like 500,000 times. He's like, like crazy fanatic in his tr- with his tree in the backyard just kicking it. Yeah, like for all you know, like this man lives and breathes the triangle. Yeah. Like, which is a which is a choke. Mm-hmm. But basically it's like, like you have no idea. And like, and that's what's even really cool about um, training like at a gym and stuff like that with people that you know for being a white belt, you understand people's repetitions. And you, mm-hmm. you see what people are really good at. And so you slowly start to learn to counteract those. Right. And so that's what's super cool. And so that's why it's really good to also kind of um, go out of your comfort zone and maybe go to another gym. And, like, on Saturdays, most places have open mat. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, it would be good to go to open mat for another place and then just kind of, like, completely new people. New blood. New blood. Um, tournaments. Going to tournaments eventually. Yeah, like, it's not the best thing to like walk in. Well, you can first join day it any ring. Join a tournament. Yeah, oh, maybe yeah, not yeah. first day. No, no. Get up a few stripes in that white belt first. Yeah, exactly. Um. <laughs> so like, you knew that you would you liked martial arts and stuff, but you just kind of like got yeah. into it on campus, and then where did it lead from there? Well, so I I always actually really enjoyed uh, mixed martial arts. I thought yeah. it always looked really cool. My yeah. dad did not want me learning it because there wasn't the discipline mm-hmm. aspect of it. Like yeah, you yeah. weren't ranking up. You yeah. like my dude, my dad's instructor was like ex military. Like, like he wouldn't be allowed to do like the type of conditioning and everything <laughs> they were doing. Like, yeah. He would not be allowed to run that school. Um, but I mean, since, since that day that I joined the club, I mean, we had uh nuke MMA was the first, uh, collegiate mixed martial arts league. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had like, whatever, we had people from eight different colleges meet up in Florida back in February. Yeah. Um, and we had like, I think we had 10 matches or something. Like it was, it was a good amount of fights. Um, and we just, they like sold tickets and everything. It was like a, it was a mini UFC event. 
Like it was sweet. Yeah, but that that's like the first college. Yeah, that's the first collegiate like match. Yeah, like organized. Match. So that's like huge. Yeah, that's I like history, need, pretty much. I, I really hope they survived COVID. We have not like seen from them. Like we have not seen anything from uh, them since then. We had there were four fights planned for this year. Like in different cities for around collegiate. The, yeah, for different cities around the country. Like we were supposed to have one here. Um, Back in August and stuff. So it's like, I really hope they survived. It was a really cool. They're probably just laying low. Because it's not like a whole lot. I'm hoping for it. Especially because, I mean, just to have that groundwork laid. And that could be a whole nother thing to where um, if you you can come out like a champion of like the Collegiate League, Mm -hmm. like how much more of a step would you need to get to the UFC? Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) And it's like. Like. It's Could like as be... if college football was out of came out of nowhere, right? And NFL was already a thing, right? Could that be a stepping point to like Dana White's like competition to get into the UFC? Yeah, like contender competition. I don't know, but that would be another thing that could draw um, schools in. Again, if you had college football, I mean, you could have like GCU like nationally ranked for their MMA team, yeah, and stuff. And people are wanting to go to GCU because yeah. their program is so good. I think. I think. Kind of like along the lines of like colleges and stuff like that. I think yeah. it would be a lot easier for the um, uh, for the sponsorship. I think specifically yeah. sponsorship because in reality, being like, I, I don't know exactly how like the background works for like MMA and fights and sponsorships and stuff like that. But I would kind of assume that like, um, I, I guarantee without a doubt. Uh, especially in the MMA world. Mm-hmm. Like, if you come off the press as being like, oh, yeah, I'm a collegiate fighter, they're like, nah, 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 nah. This other guy that came off the street will will fight you 10 yeah. times harder. It's like, oh, because you're a university student type of thing. Like, yeah. oh, you think you're privileged? I'm going to crush you type of thing. And maybe uh, that happens. And and maybe yeah. that happens. Probably so does. <laughs> I guarantee it, it probably does and will continue to happen, like, yeah. forever. But, like... Uh, personally, I think it would be more along the lines of sponsorship because people that are sponsors typically kind of want the, um, the winningest. Right. But I mean, this could draw in kids from the street. Yeah. To, 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 to to get scholarships as well. They could, I mean, again, we will never know where this is going. I mean, it's, it's a future possibly. So I mean, like UFC is still brand spanking new for the most part. Yeah. came out in the 90s yeah yeah i mean they just had their what they've been around for 20 24 years i think in the realm of sports like it's yeah. it's a baby it's a new sport yeah and stuff i oh man i rewatched that like first competition again the other day because they just had their the usc's birthday uh-huh. or whatever and they played the like the royce gracie yeah everything i'm like that was so insane those guys are going in their bare knuckles yeah oh i know Dude, there was a dude with long hair. Yeah. Grabbing him by the bun, yanking they, him around. They literally had no rules for that thing. No rules. It is just, it was televised street fighting. Yeah. It was That's, sweet. <laughs> it was so cool. Yeah. Um, and it it was literally like all body types. Because um, oh, nobody, nobody knew what no they were weight, getting into. There were no weight classes. They didn't That's, know what they were getting into. That's almost how it felt like. I mean, we had weight classes and things, but it, like, that's how it felt like. When we were there, it was like we had no 
idea how like we didn't know what it was gonna be like. Yeah. Like it, we didn't know it was gonna be as big as it was. Uh huh. It was. I mean, there was like a gym full of people. It wasn't like in the arena or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like a thousand people watching us, but we probably had probably in had Florida. three. We probably had three hundred plus people. Yeah. That paid to see it. And you had like um, you had like GCU rash guards. Yeah. They they gave us rash guards and everything. And stuff? Um, I. Oh, it was sponsored by uh, RDX, which is like their uh, their brand for martial arts. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. And stuff. So that was like really. I've seen cool. a bunch of their stuff. Yeah, yeah, we got like we got like new gloves. We got new shin pads. They gave us full like shorts. So you everything. in competition, you wore shin pads, um, MMA yeah. gloves, and yeah. uh, mouth guard. So yeah, they didn't. Yeah. So the only difference, I mean, our gloves were a little bit thicker than the ones that you yeah. use in UFC. I mean. It's the first college match. They don't yeah. want us getting our faces Pummeled. broke open, you know? They're like, oh, so, congratulations. Welcome to the big leagues. <laughs> yeah, I know. And stuff. So they're like, we're not trying to get bad press for this one. Yeah, so yeah. you guys are going to wear these shin pads. They weren't super thick, but they yeah. they helped a little bit. Yeah. But we weren't allowed to do, like, we weren't allowed to throw elbows to the face or knees uh, to the yeah, face. Yeah. Um, I think that's good. Yeah. Almost everything else was pretty standard with, like, if you're watching, like, UFC or Bellator or anything yeah. like that, it's going to be... It was no elbows and no knees to the face, essentially. Yeah. Um, but they were refs were also pretty quick to call things, if they were like, if they saw it like uh, my buddy Sammy, he's actually the president of the club. I'm the vice president. Mm-hmm. Um, he got eye poked. Ah. They were basically having a boxing match. It was so much fun to watch, and then it was just like, and then the guy poked him in the eye, and they were like, "No, we're we're calling it." Huh. So it was kind of unfortunate. Yeah. But first match. They're like, oh, yeah, we don't want you losing an eye over this. Yeah. You know, like we want you to fight the next time. Yeah. Yeah. So they want you to keep coming back. Yeah. Super fun. Yeah. Um, They flew us out there and everything. So like they were like, we just need people in on this. Like, we'll we'll get you guys all out there. We got your hotel, everything. That's so and I was, cool. I was like, OK. Was, so you were pretty yeah. much along for the ride. Yeah. Oh, it was super fun. What? Who, like, why you? Um, So. GCU was one of the first people to sign, or one of the first clubs to sign up mm-hmm. um, in the league itself. So they offered us the trip. Um, and they said... And they gave you two spots? Yeah. And so we were like, oh. So you fought it out. We're like president, vice president. Oh, we're like, lucky we, you. We were there the longest. Uh-huh. And stuff. So we were like, we're like, okay. We'd both... Sammy started the club. He had been in it. Or they started the club, I think, his freshman year. Mm-hmm. We're both seniors this year. Yeah. Um, and stuff. So when like, did when did he start training? Um, he started out as a boxer, mm-hmm. and then I think he started out like formally training uh, jujitsu and mixed martial arts specifically the year before. Okay. So basically, what's been happening? So he's pretty new. Yeah. So what was happening was he would be like going to uh, Lab MMA, mm-hmm. and he'd be bringing it here. Yeah. <laughs> I and always stuff, thought that would be hilarious. And, stuff, and it was literally like, like, obviously we all knew he wasn't like a master at it. Yeah. Whatever. He's still not yeah. like none of us are. Yeah. Yeah. But like, but we, but between him and then we had, um, this other guy, Colton, that's been doing, I don't even know how long he's been doing it. It, it feels like he's been doing it forever. Yeah. Like he's, he's actually, he's so good. It's, he does Muay Thai and yeah, yeah, things yeah. like that. And like, we have people from all over. We have Krav. We have a little bit of like karate. We have a girl that's black belt in taekwondo. Um, 
we have people that just come in there and it's a we mixing all, pot. Yeah, literally, it's it's a mixed martial arts club. That's so cool. Like we we actually made like a charter, basically saying that like, okay, if you're joining the club and you become an officer, we cannot change it for mixed martial arts. It can't be a karate club. Can't oh yeah, be this. yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a judo club somewhere else on campus. I haven't seen them around this year, but last year they're there. You all um, scoff at them, huh? We do it. You to just each other. throw each other. We'd do it to each other. Oh, I know. Like they would be looking at us. We'd be doing like wall work, so like up against the cage, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'd just be like kind of laughing at us. They're like, "We could get out of that." And then we're like watching them do a throw, and we're like, "We could punch you in the face." <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, um, you know, one of one of the people, and I thought it was super funny. Um, McDojo Life. Oh, he was at. He I know. Was Florida. I, I know. I saw. I saw that post, and I was like, "Lucky." Like that was awesome. Um. So basically, McDojo Life is um, a guy. Do you know him? Do you know his name? I'm, I'm blanking on his name. I'm blanking on it too. Um, I, I but, have it. I just yeah. I know. I know. I know. Uh, but uh, he's super cool. I, I came over the um, across the account like a little bit after I started Brazilian, mm-hmm. um, and it basically exposes. It's it's an it's an Instagram and a YouTube. There um, they have TikTok. They have everything. Everything. Um, and it exposes um, fake martial arts yeah. and fake training. Yeah. Um, and I've thought that it's so interesting. And I'm, it's like one of those things where you know that it's around. Yeah. But it's like it's insanely common. And he basically like goes through and finds out all these um, chi bending um, Martial arts, where basically it's like the type of thing where you wave your hand and 20 dudes fall yeah, over. Those guys are using the force. I know. I mean, Rob. hey. It's Rob. Rob. That's his name. Yeah. I So we met him and whatever, like he followed the club Instagram and everything. And we, we followed him. Or we were already following him, but he followed us back. It was literally the coolest thing. And then literally the next day I go on to, uh, what was it? Or next day I get the video. I... A video of me getting kicked in the face, whatever. I dropped like a sack of potatoes. It wasn't the end of the fight, but uh-huh. it was like boom, I was out. And then uh, I got the video that somebody took, and I put it on my TikTok, and I I tagged him, and he was like, "I'm putting this on my page." I'm like, "Yes!" <laughs> like that was. I saw that, and I was like tagging you, and I was like, "Hey!" Oh, like, <laughs> I was like, it's I, "So cool." I saw that on his Instagram, and I'm like. That's me. I'm like, I'm on the It doesn't Dojo matter line. if you're like <laughs> dropping like a sack of potatoes. I'm like, that was so cool. And he was like, he was like, hell of a kick, hell of a chin. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> Rob. <laughs> Thank go. you, Rob. I felt on top of the world. Fanboying right there. I'm like, like, I don't care. Like, I was on McDojo Life. That's sick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it just made, made your life right there. I know. They're making a, they were making a documentary. I don't know their they progress are. on it. Um, uh, like, I, yeah, I was keeping up with the progress, and then COVID hit pretty hard, so yeah. I wasn't sure, like, where or what happened. But he was supposed to travel, like, all the way up, I think, to Washington. And yeah. then he was going to go from uh, west to east. Yeah. And he was going to travel through the major cities to hit up, like, all like all the, the interviewees and stuff. Um, because a ton of people were, like, uh, like, celebrities and stuff were actually, like, referring to his Kickstarter and things mm-hmm. um, to, to get it funded. Because yeah. it, it's basically just a documentary that goes through the um, the fakeries of yeah. martial arts and stuff. I know like, Joe uh, Rogan's talked about it. 
Uh, yeah, uh, uh, I think he even did like one of the videos to like publicize it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it, like it's a it's pretty known thing. And after I came across that account, like oh. regardless of knowing martial arts and stuff, it's comedically hilarious. Yeah, like it it it's it's the old camera look of like America's funniest home videos, mm-hmm. and it's and it, that that just makes it pure comedy. Oh yeah, it's so funny. It's it's better when you know yeah. what's going on. Yeah, but it's still like, I mean, you get these people that are like, oh, this one guy will have eight guys holding each limb and oh, I know. everything else, and then he just like shakes his shoulders a little bit, and they all just like magically just, they magically fall, fall over. over, and it it's the most funny thing. It is, and, um, and people buy it. I know. Not only do people buy it, but what's even more funny is that. Um, because that's almost sad. Yeah. It well, not almost. It's it, straight it up is. sad. It's so sad. Um, but um, it's like cultish mentality type of thing, and that's exactly. the only way that and and the only people that they'll actually do it to, um, and I I I know they're gonna like debunk this like in the documentary, but like the only people that they that they're allowed to practice on is their quote unquote true believers. Yeah. And so it's like that's why you can't have any nobody like walk up and be like. Okay, try that move on me. Meanwhile, they'll just like right. stab him to pieces, um, and they're not allowed to use it outside the dojo because you'll kill somebody. Yeah, stuff like and, that. And so that's what, and so literally like on McDojo, like one of my favorite videos is a guy that came in saying came into a, an MMA gym with with his students saying, "Hey, I need to I need to demonstrate to my students that I am teaching them the truth," which I mean is cool concept. Like, I mean, he's gonna, if he's gonna, if test he's it. going to test it, yeah. Um, and so he comes in and he's like, I know the uh, whooshy death hold finger grip that will <laughs> from, kill anybody, from Kung Fu Panda. literally, like, whatever <laughs> it is, it's like he, like, the death grip or whatever. Uh, he literally put death in it, like, whatever the name was, it, it included death. Was it the death arts guy? Uh, yeah, I yeah. think so. I think so. Uh, and yeah. he, so he had all of his students and they all came in and he's like, uh, I, I I could kill anybody. I uh like just give me somebody to fight. And so they go up to to give him somebody to fight. And <laughs> the funniest thing is that they they were trying to give him gloves, and he was like, no no I don't mm-hmm. need gloves. And they were all like, okay like regardless if you actually are going to like actually hurt anybody or anything. And they're like, like come on like you should still at least yeah. wear gloves. And so they they had to give him headgear too, mm-hmm. um because they didn't want him to die. Yeah. <laughs> um. But contrary to the name, <laughs> but um, uh, and and this guy has like a like a beer belly. Yeah, like it like it's not like this dude's ripped or no. like like built or stocky Which or anything. Doesn't always doesn't always mean doesn't, they can't do it. Doesn't always, Usually and it doesn't means. and it doesn't know and it doesn't mean that they have any um, lack of knowledge in right. in all this stuff. Like, cause you could know all this stuff and be. Um, out of the body type or whatever, and still be able to perform. But right. this guy, you can kind of tell, not necessarily the athletic type. Um, and so he he walks in, and they put him up against a real MMA fighter, yeah. who's this stocky big guy, who's this actually ripped dude. Um, and they were just like, all right, go up against him. And he's like, all right, like you could put me up against anybody. And so they put him up against him. The dude didn't wear headgear. Yeah. And... Um, and but where wore the wore the gloves, took him like 
10, 15 seconds to kind of, yep. like, feel it out. The dude ran at him with, like, a flying kick he, that, like, didn't go past his hip. Yeah. Or something like that. He dissembled that guy. And he, yeah. And like, that's, like, one of my favorites because he had to sign papers mm-hmm. just so that it was, like, all fair, all legitimate. Um, and he was, like, and and I remember the 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 owner of the place refused him multiple times. And he's like, fine, if you have to do this, and we're then we're going to do it the right way. So he signed the papers, had to wear headgear mm-hmm. just to keep him, quote, unquote, safe. Right. <laughs> but then when it came down to it, he's like, have fun. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. Headgear actually doesn't do that much. Shh. <laughs> it, it, the, the main thing is to, uh, to refrain from breaking your nose. Yeah, it's more, yeah, headgear is more cosmetic than anything else. Yeah, it is. I mean, like, yes. It as get, far as, like, blunt trauma and yeah. stuff like that, it, it doesn't do well, much. Well, it's, it's like a football helmet. Like, yeah. yeah, it might keep your face from getting cut up or something, but, yeah. like, you're still going to get a concussion. Yeah. You know? You're, you're going to still feel the backlash. It, it doesn't stop your brain from moving around in yeah. there. And it'll keep you, like, an extra couple months from cauliflower ears. Yeah, exactly. I just man, I just ice I ice my ears. Yeah. After practice. Yeah. I have small ears. <laughs> they could get a little bigger. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they can afford oh, to get no. bigger. No, I just I just ice them after practice and then they they don't swell up or anything. Like I haven't had a reason I got kneed in the ear once uh. by one of the guys in the club. And that was one of the most painful experiences I've ever had. So <laughs> need to the ear was painful. And you mentioned at the very beginning, kick to the face. Oh, yeah. It's probably the worst. Oh, was it that kick to the face? No, no. That was, oh, it was the kick to the face that McDojo Life had. Yeah. That was one of, yeah. Well, and that one, the thing was, it didn't even actually, like, hurt. Also, there's so much adrenaline. Yeah. Because you're, like, spotlights. Yeah. It was, that was the thing. It was, like, I felt it, and I knew that it was, like, I knew that. Yeah. I knew it hit so hard. Like, ugh. And stuff, because, like, it blacked out. And then it came back up. Oh, yeah. So it was like, so I was like, I knew that it wasn't a soft kick at all. Yeah. But it was like, I didn't feel the pain. Yeah. But I knew that it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you knew there was damage, but you yeah. didn't want to look at it. But I was like, but again, your mind's just going yeah. everywhere. I was like mashed potatoes after that. So you had only been it, like at that time, it would have been like two and a half years, two years. Yeah. And I found out afterwards, like after this fight was done, this kid that I was with, um, was in mixed martial arts for the same amount of time. But before that, he had four years of kung fu. Uh-huh. Which, like, is definitely wait, wait, a huge yeah, advantage. It is, isn't it? Especially <laughs> when it comes to, like, kicking somebody. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, like my... He has the flexibility. Yeah. My the power buddy, behind it. My buddy before, like, because we were on separate sides of, like, there's, like, a sheet in between like the two rooms that we're in yeah like this made rooms basically out of like pvc pipe and like sheets or whatever yeah um and we're on separate sides red and blue side so like um my my buddy that's there with me he like had to go back to the other side to get his hands wrapped and everything and he came back whatever says nothing and afterwards he goes yeah i saw that guy stretching out before (laughs) he's like um, he was putting his legs almost behind his head. He's like, he's like, I knew that you might have been in trouble. When yeah. You went in there. I'm like, 
He's like, I didn't want to. Oh psych- no, he's a beginner. He's, it's fine. no. He's like, he's like, I didn't want to psych you out, so I didn't tell you. And I'm like, well, I appreciate it, but I also hate you. <laughs> like, you could have warned me. I'm like, yeah. Take a step back. But hey, it, it's um, and it was by knockout. Uh, it was a TKO. So it was like, it. I wasn't knocked out, but I was at the point where it was like I wasn't able to really defend what yeah, he was yeah, doing. Yeah. He was on top of me, and I was on the ground. Yeah, and stuff. And he was just up there, like hammer fisting at yeah. me. And so the refs like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're gonna call it. Yeah. Um, which I mean, yeah, we were we were ten seconds away from the end of the first round. And stuff. Uh, so I know. So I was like, like I just held that a little bit longer. Would have been nice, but also I'm like, you know, he was way more skilled than I was. Yeah. So like he was just a better opponent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And. I told him actually over Instagram after I knew what I was expecting. Uh-huh. I was like, "Dude, I'd fight you again." Like, <laughs> like he's like, "Bring okay. it." He's like, "If we're in the same place again, let's go." I'm like, "Cool, that's super cool." Yeah, so. but uh, but like regardless, like even if you just get blown to smithereens, like you are still in the first ever collegiate MMA I know. fight. That's how I was looking at it too. I'm like, "Hey, hey, literally, like you could just like at that time, I would have." I would have been, like, at the beginning of when I was doing it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even, like, dabble in the MMA stuff yet. Yeah. I was still just strictly, like, Brazilian. Like, I would have done it. I would have just gone yeah. in there and just, like, you get, get the pummeled chance. and just be like, woo I made history. Yeah, that's, like, as close to pro, for like, an amateur. That's yeah. as close to pro it's, as it's, you can it's get. It's the closest thing to, like, a box office ticket fight. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Like, it was sweet. Uh, the second thing to that is like those backyard, like oh man, fenced in. I kind of want to join one. Oh, I think like I think they're so funny because because it, it's literally oh. it's 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 strictly like those Krav Maga mentality people where it's mm-hmm. literally like I could crush you, um, like I could destroy yeah. you no matter what, and I've trained one month in yeah. And sometimes Muay those guys Thai. are really good. Sometimes, like a sometimes couple, they're just super athletic. A and couple guys, a couple guys, they like they look their stance, everything. Like, yeah. like you could tell that that they have something behind it. Yeah. But then when it comes down to it, fists are flailing. Yeah, and again, and I just think it's so funny. You have a plan until you get punched. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. Like, again, like you can, you can have this like perfect plan. Yeah. Boom. I'm gonna I'm gonna jab him a couple times. I'm just gonna give him a huge hook. Yeah, knock him out. But he hits you first. Yeah. You know? And then it's like, oh, wasn't expecting that. The funniest like, thing, the funniest thing, like going along those lines, the funniest thing is about watching those videos. I, I've watched quite a few of those videos because of the commentating on the yeah. sidelines. It's these it's these overweight, yeah. big, big dudes. The guys have no idea what's going on. Have absolutely no idea what's going on. And literally they're looking at the dude the dude's about to take him out in a triangle. Yeah. And like like an easy triangle. And the dude's like, sprawl, and hammer fist, hammer fist. And like literally just literally shouting out what they know. Yeah. And it's like, elbows, elbows. Yeah. And literally they're like far apart doing using legs. But elbows, elbows. Yeah. And he's like, spinning back, flip, A, B, yeah. left, right, button, button, smash. Like that's literally like that's that's what they're like shouting from the sidelines, uh-huh. and that's what's so funny. It's like you watch them, and then when you see them get like, again when they have a plan and then they get hit in the face, like and also like who, 
it, from appearance, these guys don't have formal training. Right. Um, and so it's hilarious to watch when, and also a bunch of this mentality stuff would have get gotten pummeled out in humble. Like they would have gotten right. humbled really early on and known how bad they were had they taken quote unquote proper training. Exactly. But without that proper training, they're they're the best of the best. They're the, yeah. they'll, they'll they'll crush anybody. And so and so it's just hilarious because they'll they'll listen to the people on the sidelines. Right. Like and it doesn't matter who it is. And that's what's so funny. And they're like, back kick. And like the dude's like on the ground and he'll like go for a back kick. And you're like, what? <laughs> right. And if you get somebody that's actually like decently athletic, right? They're just they just got that natural ability yeah. and stuff. And you put them in mixed martial arts for a year. Or something like there's a very good chance that they could just do very well. Oh yeah, and like I mean maybe not somebody that's done Muay Thai their yeah. whole life or something, but you know you you can put them and they if they can have the basics of kind of everything. Mm-hmm. Oh man, they can they can be unstoppable if they want to be against the average person. That's what I think is so cool about MMA is because like you can literally merge so many different things yeah. together, and that's why like okay, um, karate like. Uh, might not be super practical, right. but this little tiny thing you can merge into this, and you can learn that. And then right. once you learn the basics of like uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and then you and and then you learn some boxing, it's like, oh, would you look at that? I could do this from here. And then right. they literally like call and like that's what's really cool about um, when people merge at, with MMA stuff because they'll literally say straight up to your face, they're like, okay, in a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu match, you want to be here. Right. And this gets you points because it's points based. And they're like, okay, this gets you points. But then they're like, but in a real fight. You go for submission or you go for. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. But but like in like an MMA fight, they're like in a real fight. You do not want to be here. Exactly. And they'll say um, like, this is great. Um, like this is amazing in MMA. And it's actually called the MMA hold. Mm-hmm. Like from. uh, uh from like a side mount area, yeah. like they call it the MMA hold, uh, and you, and you can just right. deliver blows like crazy. But in uh, jujitsu, um, you can hold them there, and it, it's not really it's not really beneficial for either person. Right, because you can't hit in jujitsu. You can't hit, um, and so literally, like, it, like it's the weirdest, most humbling feeling of being in jujitsu, and then literally, where we play it, where you you just tap the person, right. like 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 you slap. You, you you as if it's like full on blows, right? So you don't necessarily like t- feel the full right. force, but you realize, okay, this person would have tapped me fifty times in the face by now. Type right. of thing. And that's, so it's like we do that in practice, yeah. Like so, like if we're if we're doing like ground and pound drills, yeah, yeah, things like that. If we're putting on gloves, we're like oh, you can also go to the ground. We're not like we're not on the ground just oh yeah beating people to death. We're like. All right, we're canceling this yeah, club. Right. <laughs> like, I'll go up to like full height and come down, and I'll just tap him right on the cheek yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like wherever I'm gonna hit him, I'll just boom. Just, just so kind of showing. Yeah, so they know like if I wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> in this position, they're and that's they're done. And and they learn a lot of control and defense right. and what not to do type of thing. Right. Again, you put through you put somebody through the ringer so many times. Eventually, they're gonna catch on. Yeah. Ninety eight percent of martial arts and especially MMA 98% of it is what not to do like right. when you're learning that may, yeah. just what or not to do and what's not effective 
Right. Because like nine, like so many times you could try doing something and you expect results, but they're sitting there like, yeah, you're, you're not really choking me. Right. And I think like just in general, like martial arts is a great, just even teacher for just like the rest of life. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because I mean like, again, you have a plan until you get punched in the face. Exactly. Until you wreck your car. Exactly. You know, like until you have to pay that extra bill you weren't thinking about. Yeah. Then you have to adapt. Yeah. Right. And I think that's a big thing. Like, even if you never plan, even if you never use jujitsu on the street, you never go to a competition, whatever, like you just go to the gym just to do it. Yeah. Right. You're just a lethal weapon, but you're sat in the closet. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> um, like, it's just, it's one of those things where like you're learning life lessons the whole time. Yeah. And whether you know it or not. Yeah. And stuff. And it gets you to like, like, oh, like I've spent a month working on this one submission. I can't get it. Yeah. And then you get it, mm-hmm. you know, and then it's like, it's a great feeling, but you know, another you, tool in your tool belt. Like, I mean, you're, you're running a podcast, right? Like, uh-huh. like, would you say that you're, would you say that you're a big podcast yet? No. Okay. But you're going to keep going. Yeah. Until you make it big. Yeah. Right. And it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, it might take you a little bit longer than you're planning on it. Uh-huh. Or it might happen really quick. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. And stuff like you might, you might pick up on things really easy. You might not, but if you grind at it, mm-hmm. that's, that's it. You yeah. got it. Uh, I think what's super cool about that, like that whole, uh, how everything is applicable. Yeah. Like one of, I, I, th- I still think it's like fascinating that like one of the greatest quote unquote business books of all time is the art of war. Mm-hmm. I think that's so interesting. Like literally like the, the book is specifically 100% about the art of war and warfare. But if you literally read it with a business mindset or a MMA mindset or anything mindset, yeah. like it's one of those books where it's like it's so easy to read in anybody's view because it's literally like, okay, like – It'll talk about, I, I believe it, it's either that or the Seven Rings or something, or one of those books or something like that. But it's literally like you have to be fluid with your, with like a samurai sword. Mm-hmm. Like you have, there's actually a stickiness. They say that there's a stickiness. So like when you actually, you're not just brute force repelling sword to sword. Mm-hmm. You're actually like drawing their sword right. into a certain direction. And it's like, like you don't have to necessarily, and, and that's what's so cool. It's like, it's so subjective mm-hmm. per se. That you can you can glean like so many things from it, and right. so that's what's so cool about like MMA and like learning and disciplining yourself and stuff like that. It's like, right. like all of these things. It's like yes, okay, fine. I threw you into a triangle, but you're not wanting to do that, so I'm not going to force it, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna do this instead. Right. And it's like, and you're adaptable, and that's why it's so right. cool about um, that they call it uh, human chess. They call yeah. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu human chess. Because you're not just putting your own pieces on the board. You're reacting to what they're doing. Right. Like, like in chess, the moment that they do one move, you, you're reacting to it. Mm-hmm. The greatest players in the world aren't just moving their own pieces from, from their own strategy. It's whatever the other person is doing, they're reacting to it. And so that's what's so cool. It's, li- it's literally you can't do anything unless the other person presents that as an option. Right. And it's... Yeah, it's crazy. And again, like people get in the mindset of jujitsu or whatever, like this is going to happen, then this is going to happen, yeah. then this is going to happen. 
But I think people don't say if yeah. enough. Like mm-hmm. if, then. Yeah. It's not then and that's going to happen. And then that's going to happen. It's if this happens, then I'll do that. Yeah. If that happens, then I'll do that. And I think that people get hung up on things. Like, I think they get hung up a lot, especially when you get in the mindset of like, oh, I'm really good at martial arts oh, yeah. or whatever. However, I'm going to do this and I'm just going to put that, I'm going to put that guy down. Yeah. Doesn't happen. And then your whole ego gets oh, plummets yeah. to the bottom. Totally. Right. And but that's normal. Right. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Like, because you should not be attacking life like that. It's good to be confident with mm-hmm. life. Good to be confident walking yeah. in places, whatever. Like, confident in your abilities, but you need to know that you are not the only factor. Yeah. Know the extent of your abilities and that they aren't going to be effective 100% of the time type right. of thing. And stuff, they can be. They yeah. can be effective. Yeah. And they can be effective a lot. Mm-hmm. Nobody's 100% of it, like efficient, no, no. you know? Yeah. yeah, efficiency, yeah. So, like, yeah, there's there's so many lessons to be learned. And honestly, like, you you keep learning. It's yeah. not, again, like Royce Gracie, like, like they're, the whole Gracie family is, like, they pride themselves on, like, still learning. Yeah. Like, none of them stop. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, don't know how you keep learning things, but they are. <laughs> well, si- well, since, like, even though it's not all that old, like the fact that more people are doing it, so many more people are doing it, mm. the slightest things are changing. Right. Like, like my coaches, um, they have mentioned that, um, uh, that like tradition, they've been to traditional gyms where it's so rigid and it's so traditional right. where it's, it's my way or the highway. And it's literally like, no, 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 no. You have to do thumb inside the gi when you grab it here you have to do it that way like right. no matter what and meanwhile and, and it's like you have to keep your like like, like I, I use the thumb because it's like one of the smallest like minimal things right but but they're literally like oh you have to do a, a pistol grip here like not a cat's claw a pistol grip mm-hmm. like type of thing and it's like the it, it seems very subtle mm-hmm. but when it comes down to it people are like oh no I adjusted and I did this, and I find it so much more effective. And my coaches say all the time, they're like, um, this is the way I do it. This is the way uh, right. I've learned it or that I've trained it or that I taught it. Like, this is the way that I do it. Right. And then they're like, but you can do it differently. And, like, they have literally said, like, if you come up – and, like, somebody would say – like, Mackie, uh, the – um, the guy that wrestled, mm-hmm. he'll know how to take it from a wrestling standpoint. So he's like, I would put my body weight here and keep my hand here. And so literally everybody has slightly different ways to do it. Right. And sometimes some things work better than others. Like Mackie, big dude, fairly tall. Uh, another one of the guys uh, is a black belt, um, but he's shorter and a bit more scrawny. And so he actually will do a completely different move and be... Right. As effective for his body. A different, there's, everybody's got a different style. And yeah. that's what we tell people in the club all the time, too. Um, we have uh, one new guy in particular that's been actually, like, working pretty hard at it. Um, and he came back from wrestling, mm-hmm. and from high school wrestling. Um, but literally, I'll tell him all the time, like, I'm, I was teaching him literally, like, just stand up. Like, this is, this is what this punch is called. Yeah. Like, I, I'm teaching from almost scratch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From, like, kickboxing standpoint. 
Um, but like he likes to be southpaw. Uh -huh. Is like right hand in front yeah, yeah. instead of traditionally left hand in front. Yeah. Um, but it's like, again, I'm like, okay, if that's what feels most natural to you, mm -hmm. then we'll practice that and things because you want to maximize what you're good at. Yeah. So if you want to be extremely good at, at your thing. Yeah. Yeah. And things. Yes, we'll practice the other way. We'll practice traditional too mm -hmm. and we'll do all the other stuff, but we'll. We will push <laughs> the things that you're really good at, yeah, so that you can excel on in that way, yeah. And and then every time I'm like, hey, I like to be moving around a lot and stuff. But he's a bigger guy. He's he's yeah. probably six two. It's too much energy. Yeah, he's probably six two, two hundred and forty pounds mm -hmm. or something. And so he, he's a pretty big boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he he's not gonna be moving around as much as me. Yeah, and stuff. So I tell him I'm like, hey. This is what I like to do so that, like, when people in my size. Works for like, me. Yeah. People in my size will be moving this much because we can't. Yeah. <laughs> if you can do it, awesome. If not, you're going to have to figure out another way to do it. Yeah. And stuff. Because it's like, again, everybody's got their style. Mm -hmm. And how boring would it be to watch UFC or whatever if everybody fought the exact same? Yeah. It'd be NASCAR. Yeah. Oh my gosh! How do people watch NASCAR? <laughs> How is that still around? Well, like, <laughs> I want to talk to everybody about their passions. So if anybody out there is about NASCAR, I am open ears. But until then, MMA, MMA is fun <laughs> for being so unique. Um, yeah, like um, I just blanked on what I was thinking about because again, a NASCAR makes everything just blank. Yeah, it's so mindless. Literally, everybody Left only turn. Watch, people only watch for crashes. Left turn. Prove me wrong. No. Well, I will prove you wrong because my dad's company, um, he works. Uh, he's a distributor for Forever Lawn, okay. which is a artificial turf company, mm -hmm. and so um, they actually got big enough. They're based out of Ohio, I believe, um, and they just bought a sponsorship for a car. Okay. So they actually put all their decals on a car uh, right. for for NASCAR, and the the owner's nephew is a, is the driver. Oh, and so literally cool. they had like twenty plus people show up to the race here in Phoenix. Yeah, and my dad went, and like they they all had like a super fun time. And they um, got business from it. Uh, I'm not sure, but oh, basically okay. you get a you get a billboard that just goes around a track. Oh yeah. It's just like it's right. it's a moving it, billboard for like a couple hours for however long the like oh, laps. People are watching tons of laps for sure. And so I, I think that's hilarious. It's like, oh, you got twenty people to show up. Not because of NASCAR. <laughs> it's like I guess that's true. Yeah. It's just like uh, it's a billboard. And yeah. so like how many people are there for the billboard? <laughs> no, yeah. Not very many. At least but, twenty. But uh, at least twenty. <laughs> I just think it's hilarious. I, I do wanna understand why. NASCAR is so cool. Actually, funny enough, I think it would be legit to work on a pit crew. I'm not good at that kind of stuff. Maybe I could work the gas. I, I, I just think it's super cool but, how efficient they are. And, yeah. like, the fact that they actually compete. Well, not compete. But they they actually have, like, timed world records for the fastest pit crew. Oh, yeah. Um, And those guys are just like, three, two, one. The, the most NASCAR experience i have 
is with uh, Talladega Knights, Ballad of Ricky Bobby, and <laughs> uh, Cars. Cars. One yes. through three. Yes. Yeah. One through three. <laughs> Even then, they're still like doing dirt tracks sometimes. And, oh, yeah. Like, who, who knows what? Now, have you watched any like Formula One or anything like that? Yes. I think, I mean, I like that. I think I think that's a lot cooler to watch. Oh yeah, or same. even like like people that do motorcycle racing. Yeah, motocross. Yeah, motocross or even uh, or like on like the actual. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Speedway. Yeah, that, like, those kinds of yeah. Motor, like I think those are super cool to watch. Oh yeah, terrifying. Totally. Everything other than just a left turn. Yeah, I know. If there's other turns in there, it's. Fun. If there's other turns, then it's like, wow, that just brings the excitement level that much higher. Exactly. It's like... Then again, then again, like in NASCAR, like, it's because we've never been associated to it. That's true. It's because we don't have a family member in it or because we haven't watched it growing up. It's because we have no partiality. When we have no partiality, we're just staring at a bunch of cars. Right. But the moment that you actually like one racer, then that means that you don't like their rival racer. And then when you don't like the rival racer, that includes the other two racers. And then by the time you get like five people, like even just one person that you are partial to or biased Mm -hmm. for or against, then you suddenly become enthralled into it. Yeah. Um, And so, but until then, 90% of the people (laughs) that just look at it as like an outside viewer without any partiality, it's just going around in circles. And I know, I know there's a lot of, thinking that goes into it and like the pit oh crew, yeah the pit crew is very skilled i could not replace any of them yeah um but also like i mean just driving like there's certain reflexes that you need you're going pretty high speed oh yeah and it's like even just knowing like when to draft behind somebody yeah you're so going you like ahead. 70 miles an hour 70 no i'm just yeah. kidding <laughs> at least at least 10 <laughs> anything over like 20 and you're kind of pushing it yeah that, <laughs> like i know they're skilled Oh yeah, it's just I have no desire to. Yeah. Personally, watch. Kind You'd like, rather get a roundhouse kick to the face. I I would rather be in a fight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, even like watching like WWE, like wrestling or anything, uh-huh. like I've never been a fan of that. Same. Um, I didn't grow up watching it either, though. But again, like I don't know, it was fake, fake fights. You're saying NASCAR is staged? No. no. I'm, just, I'm just kidding. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I'm just kidding. Uh, Could be. My my great grandpa. Um, was a professional jockey. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, he's quoted for saying, and he's seven. He was seventeen races away from getting automatically inducted into the Hall of Fame, uh, into the Jockey Hall of Fame. Um, seventeen races, and yet he said he's, he he told my grandpa he's like he uh, part maybe jokingly, but for a fact he said um. Uh, that he threw more races than he won because they were fixed uh potentially yeah like like wow. people threw races all the time yeah. all the time um and like it literally all it took was just like maybe encouragement from a spouse encouragement from family members or something like that uh, to basically get pushed to be oh yeah you want to win type of thing but without that when you're just a kid right racing and you you get so much more and you want to win and and you want to win and stuff like that but but when you when you're 
paid to for fixed, then you're just like, eh. I don't know if I could do that. It's okay. Like, but who does that happen in MMA? Maybe I don't know. Maybe there. Did you uh, did you watch the uh, Conor McGregor and Cowboy Cerrone fight? Yeah. Um, Ten seconds. You no, know, yeah, that was like. No, it was like. It was like a. Under, it, was it was like, like 40 seconds, maybe under 40 seconds. Something like that. It was that, very yeah. fast. It was very fast. It was insanely when fast. They, when, they, when they got like interlocked, yeah. it was like 10 seconds. Yeah. It was but a, right before then, there was like a little bit of banter. Yeah. They were, yeah, they're kind of playing around for a little bit. Yeah. But uh, my my coach actually thinks that that one could have been, that one could have been a little bit fixed. Really? Yeah. Um, just, to, just to make Conor McGregor's like, return that much better. Well, because literally Dana White will do anything for McGregor. Yeah. Like, some people will, like, if somebody came on as edgy as McGregor, like, he for, the first fi- for the first fight, the, everybody would be a little suspicious, and they would probably not let him do all the things that he does. Yeah. But because he's literally a, a mass, a walking moneymaker, yeah. Dana White will literally do whatever he wants. He's just a loud guy that can hit hard. Yeah. Like, he, that's it. <laughs> He's- I kind of think, if anything, I, I I have no idea about, like, the MMA world, like, mm-hmm. as, as far as, like, fixations and stuff like that, fixings and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, I would have kind of assumed that uh, Mayweather versus McGregor, McGregor had to have signed, like, a dotted line that says, no matter what, you're going to lose. I don't think so. I don't think he would have done that. I Have you seen that guy's ego? Oh, I know his ego and stuff like that. But in reality, he was more likely could have gone into the fight just being like, okay, I'm going to make it look like I'm just going to burn myself out in the first few minutes because, or the first few rounds. The only reason being is because imagine if a UFC fighter beat a boxing champion. Like, do you know how detrimental that would be for the boxing world? That'd be millions, tens of millions of dollars probably out of their pockets because all of those people suddenly don't respect boxers. Yeah. It's like the world I, of boxing versus MMA just collide. Yeah, I understand. Because they're different sports completely. Yeah, but when you're but in when the you world. But when you lose to somebody that's not in your sport. Exactly. Yeah. It's like if Formula One racer like went into NASCAR, NASCAR yeah. and just destroyed everybody. Um. <laughs> uh, maybe not. That's maybe, that might which, not be the best. Could happen. Might not be the best um, example. But it's kind of just I don't like watch enough of those. <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of just like okay. Well, then what will happen to NAS- NASCAR? Will right? Will it suddenly just liquidate? And everybody suddenly I, just like oh yeah. I so. don't think so because. But when you're promoting the NASCAR people as the yeah. best in the world, right? And you suddenly get destroyed by a dude ha- who has gotten destroyed before. Like, does that right. suddenly mean that? See, because here's the deal. Uh, Connor's lost, I think, only has he lost only to Khabib? Professionally, I believe I could, so. I could be wrong, but I think that's I think in the professionally. UFC. Um, oh. In the uh, UFC. Did he lose to uh, Nate Diaz? No. that's That was Khabib. I mean, he, I, I'm saying I don't he lost he to Khabib. Nate Diaz. I could be wrong. Anyway, I don't know. Um, yes, McGregor is not the best. Like, I don't think he's the best. But um, if he won boxing, that would be 
He's a good boxer. Yeah, uh, I think it says loss. Conor McGregor, Nate Diaz. Okay, okay, then maybe he did. And um, then he uh, a loss. Conor McGregor, Khabib. Okay, okay, yeah. Nur, um, Magomedov. Yeah, Nur Magomedov. I, yeah, I can't. I, I forget. Magomedov. Yeah, I, I can't even say his last name. Khabib N. Um, Khabib is the goat though. Nur Magomedov. Uh, Conor, if he won boxing. I, I don't know because boxing fans are diehard fans. Yeah. If you're a bo- it's like NASCAR. It yeah. doesn't matter if somebody else beat them. They are diehard they, fans. There would have been one million percent chance there would have been a, a rematch. Yeah. And I for think, one thing, that's like tons of money. I think McGregor's fighting Pacquiao. Really? I I, I thought I might have heard, heard that it. a while ago. I think I heard a rumor about it. Also, uh, Mayweather like joked about um, going into a, a UFC match. Yeah, but um, I don't think that would go well. Oh, it him. would not. But absolutely not. It, yeah, I don't know. I don't think McGregor would have allowed himself to sign something saying he would. Lose. I don't know. But all I know is that regardless, because because I'm not super invested in like yeah. Um, like knowing the backstories behind fighters and stuff like yeah. that, I enjoy watching. Yeah. Um, just to like understand and find technique and be like, oh look, I just learned that move. Right. Type of thing. Um, but if I was to ever be on any thinking, mm-hmm. like that's the most partiality I would see in a fight, if there ever was one. Like if there ever had to be a rigging, like in boxing or. Yeah, UFC. That's the one that I would, I, I would see. I feel like, I almost think there's there would be more rigging in boxing, specifically than probably MMA, than like than UFC. Probably. Um. I mean, dude, UFC fighters don't get paid a lot, unless you're at the top. Yeah, unless you're in that like two percent, one percent. Yeah, because like, there is a lot of MMA and UFC like underground. Not, I call it underground, but it's more like. Uh, just like secondary, and yeah. like there, um, there's a lot of like matches. lower tier, lower tier, yeah. Stuff, and those I mean. are all like the preliminary fights and, and underground, but the we're ones talking that, about lower yeah. tier, <laughs> the ones that you can watch for free without yeah, the yeah. pay per view. Um, and those guys are usually lower, lower on the ranking scale, trying to work their way up. Yeah, typically not very many fights. Yeah, you're not gonna see like low tier, like a ton of fights, right. like like on their on their rank records mm-hmm. and stuff. Well, and they have, and they'll have other. Fights going on too outside of the UFC. Yeah, game, I think, I would think so at least. Maybe, uh, more like tournaments and like recreational there. and stuff. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not in it, so I don't know. So what what's your lives look like. what, what's your goal? Um, when I was first starting out, I definitely wanted like I wanted UFC. Yeah, like that's what I wanted. Um, if that road, if that road is open in the future, I think that would be awesome, and I definitely wouldn't think much about turning it down yeah um but right now uh i just got engaged a little bit ago hey yeah i didn't know this congratulations thank you um so that will be a thing coming up this summer and i'll go back home i'll work for a little bit Mm -hmm. grind get some money and uh i want to open up my own possible gym hey so so i think that'd be i'll visit 
You got your free I'll train. Two, you got your free two lessons. I get my free two days. <laughs> Sweet. Um, yeah, I would like, especially, especially if the Gracie School in my hometown did go under. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have a couple of black belts then. Hey, that <laughs> are there's either seems, out of work or yeah, they're so maybe there's like people everywhere, and like what's funny is that literally you just like the connection to the Gracies mm-hmm. is actually a lot bigger than you'd expect. Oh yeah, because like out of nowhere, then it's like literally this guy that was going on a jeep, tr- like jeep wrangler like tour, uh-huh. like with a bunch of other jeeps. Uh, he, like, stops by at our gym, like, walks in, kind of like this older guy, uh, Hawaiian uh, Hawaiian button-up shirt. Yeah. And he just, like, walks in and just, like, oh, hey. Like, he's just looking around. And you know he's, like, really old and stuff like that. And he's just looking around and stuff like that. And the guys and coach is, like, hey, uh, welcome in. Like, glad to see. Like, one of the guys at, um, at our gym is, like, I think 80. Mm-hmm. But like he doesn't roll very much and stuff like that. But he's yeah. just there and he just enjoys it. Yeah. He just it, it's fun. He he enjoys watching and stuff like that. But like this guy came in and we, we had never seen him before. Come to find out, like he trained with the Gracies mm-hmm. and he's like ultra black belt, like uh a super good like black belt in that, including maybe Muay Thai, a few things, but yeah. like like been around. Like been around. But he he kinda has that like Heavy set, like build. You wouldn't expect it. You would not expect it. Like they even say that black belts get fat because you know techniques so well that you don't have to put any effort into it. You put little effort into it. Uh, and so unless you're like competing, like tournament yeah. wise, like black belt, like consistently, like they say black belts go, get overweight. <laughs> yeah. But it's just so funny because like you'd see this guy, kind of older guy just walks in and you're like, Oh, I would not have expected that you would just crush any of us. Dang. And that's why I want to keep doing kickboxing and things too. Yeah. Keep keep that uh so, active. So you can love it, it and you can enjoy it, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're trying to be the next McGregor or right. trying to to Because I would assume when it comes to MMA and UFC and stuff, like people don't understand why you're doing that for fun. Like they're just strictly seeing it like Oh, you're trying to be the next big money maker, yeah, um, it's, but it's like it's healthy. Like I mean, yeah, yes, there is the extent. risk. There is the risk for injury. Yeah, but I mean, like, wh- so what else everything. are you gonna do? Like, you can go to the gym. Oh, you can you can pull a muscle while you're at the gym. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you can be playing basketball. You can land the barbell. Could you could drop the barbell and it could smash you across the face? Yeah, I mean, like you can you can so go play basketball. You can go play football. Just <laughs> it's the equivalent. <laughs> okay. They're like, <laughs> but you know, like there any any sport, anything you're doing, there's there's risk. You can go drive down the road and get yeah. t-boned. Yeah. Like you don't know stuff. So, so I mean, I guess way more people too have... short not to take any risk. Yeah, exactly. Stuff. So I mean, people people ride motorcycles down the street. Yeah. For me, um, like the way that I looked at that risk type of thing, it's like I'd much, much rather get, like, quote, unquote, like, hurt or, like, bruised, like, in a controlled environment, like, to an extent. Yeah. Like, repeatedly. Because if you do that repeatedly to, like, a certain extent of not, like, extreme, um, 
you you build an immunity to it. Right. And you actually learn and understand and how to counteract it and all that stuff. So that when there is somebody who wants to push the extent of your harm, right. um, you know how to not only react to that, but can also take it right. and to you're, an extent. You're testing your limits through it too. Yeah. It's not it's not just like we're putting people in arm bars and breaking arms. Yeah. It's like no, like I don't know, you work it's a discipline too. I mean you're learning new things. Yeah. Um, and even yeah. if you were doing one of the traditional ones yeah. that um, I, I'm not saying that you have to learn how to fight somebody in yeah. order to, for it to be a martial art. Like literally like the traditional martial arts where you may never come in contact with another person. And, um, and if you're good at it, hopefully you don't have to. Yeah. And, and it, but it's like, that's all of it's commendable. Right. Um, because, I, I, f- I find anything commendable if it takes, like, uh, time and effort and uh, discipline. And basically, at times, you don't want to show up. Right. But that's when you it, go and you show up, and that's when you learn. Right. And uh, actually, my, uh, my fiance is training for a half marathon right now. Hey. And stuff like, you know. Nobody's, some- nobody's telling you to do a marathon. Yeah, yeah it was... It's something like she doesn't think it's gonna be fun, but her roommate's doing it, and they're they're doing it to get like hey. training for it together. Yeah. Like she's going on like a four mile run today. Yeah, just you know, but just you're not warming forced. Up to it. You're not forced to do it's any a, of that, right? But it's again, it's that thing where it's like, oh, it's it's not a show. It's not for you. Yeah, like I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna say that I did it. Yeah, whatever. Like I want to get my black belt in jujitsu. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you do. I yeah. think it's cool if you do. Yeah, like if you stick with it that long, uh-huh. that's like. That's a different kind of respect. Yeah. Um, no matter what kind of person you are. Yeah. Um, but like, that's that's not for anybody else. That's that's for me saying, I stuck with it, and mm-hmm. I did it. Yeah. Um, again, like, I mean, you get people that want to go pro. That's awesome. A lot of people want to go pro. Yeah. If you want to do it, I think you can do it if you put enough time and effort into it. Yeah. You just have to know you might need to put a little bit more time or effort than somebody else. Yeah. And that's not always a bad thing. It just means you earned it. Yeah. I mean, you know, we all got different paths. Absolutely. Not everybody can go pro. Mm. Everybody's pro. Nobody's pro. Mm. Mm. <laughs> You're just average. Yeah. Just refrain from kicks to the face as much as yeah. possible. And like, again, I, I said it earlier, I mean, just because you train in martial arts does not mean you're a fighter. Yeah. Um, and that's not always a bad thing. Yeah. Like, again, if you have it, it's in your back pocket. Uh-huh. You got it. <laughs> like, you learn the stuff. Unless you just don't practice for years and have, and you just get super rusty. Yeah. I mean, you're... But even then, you're you still weapon. know what's available. Yeah. Like, 90% of the people out there, they'll, they know two chokes, guillotine and a rear naked. And that's the that's the only things they well, know. Well, because they're so natural too. Yeah, it's just it's natural. Wrap and it's my just, arm around your neck. Yeah, that's literally all they think about. And so that's what's so so interesting to me. And it's like, because literally you could go for like two days mm-hmm. to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and suddenly be way beyond what other people thought were possible. Exactly. Only because you know what a kimura is. Yeah. And because you know what a triangle is. It's like literally the, the way that you understand that these are things are actually possible, it, it opens an entirely new world of possibilities rather than just 
Oh, you're right. fighting somebody and they're going for your neck. And it goes so much deeper than that. Like, it's amazing what you can make somebody else do. Yeah. When you know what buttons to push. The most the most humbling, like, I've ever felt in my life was going up against a black belt. Oh. When you thought you knew quite a bit. When you have no control of what's happening. Oh, and I, they I, have they have complete control of it. I knew I knew nothing. Yeah. I knew I knew nothing, like, and that I exactly. still had a far way to go. But I thought I could handle survival. Like, I got to the point where, like, I could exploit things that people weren't quite knowing that they were doing wrong. Unlocked that third eye. Well, <laughs> well, you, well, like, if something, they they didn't know that they were doing something wrong or they didn't know that you were doing something and you were kind of exploiting it just to survive. Right. And, like, you, you learn those little tricks and things just to understand how to, like, get out of things and how to escape and all that stuff. And so, like, I thought I had known enough to be able to just, like, to barely get it by. But they will not let you do anything. Oh, yeah. They will make you, they will render your entire body completely useless without doing, like, and to, and yeah. it, it appears like minimal effort. Yeah. And so we had, we had this uh, black belt come to the club from, uh, from our, from our gym. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know I can think of that. Uh, and this was, this was second semester of, this was in sophomore year, mm-hmm. I think, whatever, like we were just, we, we were rolling out there. Like everybody out there was rolling yeah. on the mat and he came to like, um, teach the class a little bit uh-huh. and it was with his wife, Lauren Murphy. She's a UFC fighter. Hmm. Um, his name's Joe, but I was like, Hey, I want to spar with her because she's in the UFC. And he goes, no, but you can roll with me. He's a black belt. Whatever. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, okay, cool. You're still a black belt. Like, I'll, I'll do that. I I absolutely know I'm going to get destroyed. But I'm yeah. like, I want to see how long it can last with this guy. And literally, I kid you not, five seconds in, he had me in a choke I didn't even know existed. I know. And it was like. It's stupid. But so I, cool. We started out so, like, calm. And all of a sudden, like, he had my arm defenseless. <laughs> and then it was just. He literally had his his arms around my neck so fast. And it felt I didn't even feel him get there. And it was you're just ath- like, you're athletic. Yeah. I'm athletic. Like we've gone through our whole lives being able to do sports to compete. What? Yeah. To sports and to just to like to show that you're available like to use our bodies. It's yeah. not like we're like brain I can run, dead. I can run, jump, yeah, whatever. Like, like I can like do we're it. We're able to like actually physically perform. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that it it literally won't they won't let you. Yeah. They won't let you do what you naturally feel is possible. Well, and it literally like like once you get to that level, you're moving so fluid. Oh, I know. So smooth. To where again it's like I had no idea what he was doing. Yeah. Because he did it so fast and so calm. Like and I don't even think he broke a sweat. It oh, was no. literally just like That's why black belts would get yeah. overweight. Like literally it was it was like he was just naturally breathing. Like, he just woke up and put me in a chair. Oh, yeah. No, it's so um, easy. I felt so defenseless. Yeah. Like, um, they even... Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Like, it was the most... It's, like, the most cliche thing to hear in martial arts, but it was so true. Yeah. And I didn't learn it, but it, they said... I didn't learn it until eventually, like, recently, quote, uh, like, after I started. Um, they said... If they're at, like if they're a rock, then you'd be like water, mm-hmm. and it's like and it's so cliche, right? But it's so true. 
literally like like if you're sitting there and using brute force right to try and hold something there go literally you can just like you just you just go limp almost mm-hmm. like like they're like putting somebody into into guard yeah like they they try brute forcing out of it and if you try brute force holding it then it's like you're going to break then uh, then it's going to break you get brittle yeah and so basically you're just like fluid and you just you just move around and like literally they can't do anything about it and you're like yeah right. that's easy stuff in it i mean like bruce lee said it he's like <laughs> be like water be like water be become like the water, cup become the teapot yeah. you know all that kind of stuff like in it again it's true it sounds cliche yeah it sounds stupid but unless you that's do what, it that's what it sounds like it sounds like literally you're buying into some like religious something religious some mcdojo like, life thing yeah and it's like okay what do you mean be okay, like water okay but it's like no like, and you do it absorb it yeah go with the flow and it's like and you understand it's crazy how much it works yeah and stuff especially when you get to somebody that doesn't know you get a white belt coming in oh i know whatever somebody is brand new even if you're a white belt but you've been there for a little bit i know that's somebody new comes in and they've never done anything yeah and then you're like oh man i can take this guy yeah <laughs> like and it feels so good it does but uh, and and like at first i was like i was like uh because of a white belt comes in and you kind of like you play around and like you understand yeah. and you're like doing things but then coach at one point he was like lower belt people don't go easy on them like that's your moment to try all the new stuff oh yeah like to try everything and so i was like oh okay and so like <laughs> you're trying all this new stuff and it's like oh he's being like way too rough or something like oh, granted there's like plenty of people we call them spazzes yeah like yeah, oh that person's a spaz because basically like the moment that they're in like a bad situation freak out they freak out they'll use brute strength they'll they'll bump and jerk and like move and like whatever possible mm-hmm. and they're not fun to train with because right. it doesn't seem like you're learning a whole bunch right um it's the worst when those, try, when those people try to tell you something to change oh Please, don't. <laughs> uh, but but it, but it's like you learn very quickly that that's not the best way out. Mm. Like like it's annoying, and sometimes they do get out of it type of thing, and sometimes it totally works, especially when they're brute force and right. when they're muscle, uh, and you're like, oh okay. But for one thing, it's great to train against because you understand how to to counteract it. Right. But for another thing, it it's just annoying, and nobody nobody enjoys it. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day. Well, and we have, I have like one memory in particular of somebody that joined the club um, that was basically a spaz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, I remember um, watching and he he submitted another new member, whatever, a couple of times mm-hmm. or whatever. So like both bottom. Yeah. Bottom of the shelf. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and, and so I'm like, okay, let's go. Because it was like we have a rule, like no celebrating, yeah, nothing, yeah, yeah, yeah. nothing like that. Because it's like we're all, we're all new, like we're yeah. all there to learn and stuff. But it was like, yeah, got you. And I'm like, okay, let's go. And I, I when I say it was the fastest submission I have ever gotten, I'm not even kidding. Like that was three and, seconds, and that's the best feeling you ever felt. At that was three seconds. I wrapped that kid up in a guillotine, wrapped my legs around him. And about put him to sleep. 
<laughs> I was so ready. <laughs> I, I let him out of it because I'm like, you're not getting out. And we went for another, we just went for a minute. And this, boom, boom. And I have like different, different submission every time. And then I looked at him afterwards. I'm like, don't celebrate again. Yeah. <laughs> my coach, my coach has said, um, like, because people, especially white belts, yeah. they feel like they need to win. Yeah. Like, they feel like they need to show Something their coach. They, 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 they have to show their coach. Yeah. They have to do this. Um, they have to show themselves that they're good. Right. Um, when in reality, coach, he just literally said, he was like, nobody cares. Right. He's like, I'm he's not like, going to remember tomorrow. I don't care. You don't care. He's like, the moment that you don't care is like better for you. He's like, because you just learn. He's like, it's like, so you never keep a chip on your shoulder. Right. Granted, you should try and you put effort mm-hmm. into learning, but you should, it, it's annoying to, and I have been that person of right. where we all, we, we all have, but, but be that person where like you're stubborn right? and you don't want to submit even though it could be working, mm-hmm. but like, you're like, Oh, but I want to try to get out of it or something like that. At the end of the day, you're not really helping anybody if you're just sitting there. Yeah. Uh, and so it's better, even if like, it's not entirely working, be the better partner. Yeah. Tap, say, Hey, uh, just put your, uh, put this a little farther up and yeah. then boom, you would have had it. Uh, and then they're like, okay, cool. And then like, great. Like, right. Everybody's teammates. Yeah. Everybody's trying to be teammates. And literally the same gym. Like, yeah, at yeah, the same you're... gym. Everybody's trying to be teammates. Um, like granite tapping is equivalent to quote unquote like choking somebody out or yeah, cutting their blood flow type of thing, like quote unquote, you could pop their arm off yeah. type of thing. But it's like they're all your partners and you're trying to teach them as much as they're trying to teach you. Right. We we stop in the middle of roles sometimes and it's like, wait a minute, put me in that again. Yeah. Try this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, it's like we're we're not there. We're not competing against each other. Yeah. And stuff. Like, yes, there are some people that and we know are better than others. Yeah. And stuff. So, like, we like we all have a mental, like, hierarchy yeah. of the club. It might differ from, like, a And when it person. comes to tournaments, rip their arm off. No, yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> exactly. Kill them. Kill no. them. <laughs> um, like, but there is, there is like, respect in losing if you yeah, lose well. Totally. If you, That's the thing, like. Like I, I lost my first fight, uh-huh. but I, but I can easily say that I gave it what I had uh-huh. and the other guy was better. Yeah. That's what's stuff. so cool that like, that surpasses white belt. Like, cause white belt can still hold on to that thing. But right. granted, like, obviously if you're a purple belt and get tapped by a white belt, you're yeah. going to feel bad about it. Oh yeah. Like, and you should feel bad about it. Yeah. But it's like. But there's also that time when it's just like, when black belts, you look at black belt and you see that person can annihilate anybody. Yeah. But what nobody else sees is that person has literally been yeah. submitted so many hundreds times. of thousands of times. Right. You don't start out black belt. Nobody starts out black. Like literally being tapped out. I I can guarantee like at least, I maybe tens of thousands of times. Yeah. Like that's if they're a legit black belt. Yeah. That's that's like insane. Like being tapped, like literally telling the other person forced into submission. You telling the other person yeah. you could have killed me at this instance or like hospitalized me yeah. at this instance, and you admit that ten thousand times. Like I give up. 10, I give up ten thousand <laughs> times, 
And those are the people that realize that they understand how to no longer put themselves in that situation. That's what's dumb about like participation trophies, man. Oh, I know. Because like literally, like some people need to lose. Oh, yeah. If you're always getting congratulated, I mean, you can congratulate people for putting in their best effort. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. If if somebody, gosh, anyway, I stopped moving stuff. (laughs) Uh, If somebody honestly put in everything they had into a competition Uh and lost, they gave it everything they had. Yeah. The other person was better, or there was some. You learn from your mistakes. You got to try harder. Yeah. Whatever. But I mean, like, but especially when you get into like things where kids don't really try that hard, uh-huh. you know, but they still get their participation. And it's like, no, you need to know what it feels like to lose. Yeah. Totally. You know what I mean? uh, yeah. And, and that's, and it's so cool and it's so humbling. Um, and like literally just being able to say, all right, winning isn't always tapping the other person. Right. Winning is learning and benefiting on both parts. And- if you've learned it, you've won something. Yeah. And literally they tell like that's why with spazzes, yeah. They literally will say, We go as hard as you go. Mm-hmm. So literally like black belts and stuff like that, like even though it's like super easy for them, right. they're not gonna like go max effort unless yeah. they see you out to kill them. Right. Um, and then at which point they're gonna be like, All right, let me put you into your place, type of thing. I know. Um, and so it's like, so that's the, the prime example is spazzes. It's like, it's like, okay, we're going to go 60%, try to figure out, try to submit each other, yeah. flow, peak at 80% and come down back to 40% and flow yeah, type of thing. And like, it's going to be smooth motions. Moment somebody peaks to 110%, Bam. then you're like, all right, then you start peaking type yeah. of thing. And so it's like, you choke them. And so, but, but, but when somebody spazzes, nobody learns. Right. You're not learning and they're not learning because they're literally just like, I'm going to just exploit my, my moves. Cause, cause what you do, even at purple belt, like at every belt, you learn what's good for you and your body type and you exploit those. Right. And you, you don't learn everything and then build on those. You learn one thing at a time and get really, really good right. at it. So it like I think that's what I, I started out. Uh, and coach even told like said that he's like, don't be looking on the YouTube videos and being like, hey, I can submit that person that way yeah. next class. Because the moment that you get face to face with that person, you forget it. Yeah, you can't remember anything. You can't remember squat. It, that's why you need to commit everything to that muscle memory. Yeah, and things repetition and, over and over. And so that's why yeah. you just learn what you. The simplest moves, simplest, yeah. And you just, you just do that as many times as you can at every opportunity you see, right. Uh, and then when you see that opportunity and it's no longer available, then you, then you start start learning how to flow to the right. next move, and, and learn how to transition and stuff like that. And again, that's that's again one of those things that you can just take into daily life. Yeah, again, exactly. Discipline. Just like drilling Flow like that, water. Yeah, drilling that into your mind, like, okay, like I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not gonna sit here and do nothing. Yeah, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do this, or I need to sit down and get this done. Yeah, I struggle with procrastination. Same. <laughs> and whether it's the discipline of me pushing myself to the 
last minute to do it. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's it. Maybe I need to work on doing my stuff throughout the week. Yeah. Things like that. And there's, there's so many lessons. And it's so cool. Like (laughs) being a fellow procrastinator, it's so cool knowing that you can just be on a routine Mm -hmm. and just going, showing up and learning. And then knowing that if you say, Oh, I'm going to skip today. Then you could, the ver- uh, like the very next class, somebody will de- be doing the move that you could have learned. They'll be doing that to you. Right. And you're like, I wish I learned that one. That sucks. <laughs> that stinks. <laughs> and they're like, the white belt's putting you into something, and you're like, uh, where'd you learn that? Right. They're like, uh, like last week on the class you missed. And I'm like, oh man. Yesterday. Yesterday. Dang it. Um, yeah. Well, anyways. That's more than enough. Yes. Podcast. Uh, yeah, I talked a bit longer than I should have. No, you're good. You're good. I Thank you so much for yeah, thanks for having that. me. It was super fun. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Um, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, I think this has been a topic that I haven't talked to very many people about. Yeah. Because not very many people are in it. It's not a. It's not a huge thing. I. As I've gotten into it, I've seen people. Yeah. I've seen more and more people. Yeah. So this was my explosion of rambling yeah, maybe on we the just, topic. Maybe we just joined, got a bunch of people to join in. Yeah. We'll Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, we can probably do a more specialized one where it's really maybe a bit shorter. Yeah. <laughs> and it'll encourage people to join on another time. Yeah. But again, thank you so much for joining. Of course. It's a lot of fun. Uh, this will probably be put into two parts. Sounds good to me. Sounds good. <laughs> thumbs up. All right, thumbs up. Uh, and without further ado, thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome so much. Thank you. Welcome. <laughs>